I would like to welcome Brian Davis with Behind This Steel Curtain. We're going to talk Pittsburgh Steeler football. Good to have you, Brian. Thanks, Cody, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we are going to talk, it seems like a long time ago, we're going to talk about the Steelers game with Jacksonville last Sunday, won handily by the Steelers 27-3, and then we'll talk about this week's game tentatively scheduled for Tuesday night. So go to Jackie. You know what, Gordy, uh, when the Steelers went down to Duval County, a lot of people were thinking that the Steelers should just uh, completely rock them out of the building. But that's not how it has ever been with the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially when it's the Jacksonville Jaguars involved. In fact, the Jaguars led going in 13-11 to this entire series. Uh, they have always played Pittsburgh tough, so you knew it was going to be a tough game. And right off the bat, you knew that they were trying to shock the world. They scored a field goal right away, and right after that, the Jaguars went for a surprise onside kick. Now Marcus Allen recovered it. It did not work, but it meant it signified the fact that Jacksonville was going to pull out all the stops to try to win this game. The fact of the matter is that they just didn't have it. A lot of people were disappointed that the Steelers only won by 24 points. That final game of 27 to three, but that's not disappointing whatsoever. You know, you don't need style points. And Mike Tomlin talks about it all the time, that that's not what this game was played for. This game was played to win. Ben Roethlisberger came out and said, I'm disappointed in my performance and the performance of the offense. And they still won by 24 points. The bottom line of the whole thing is Ben also said, we're not going for 16-0. We're going for a Super Bowl championship. So that means 19-0 is what this team is playing for. And that would be absolutely incredible if this team could go ahead and pull that off. It is going to be tough sledding, but this team really showed up against Jacksonville. The defense especially carried it when the offense was anemic at first. Then the offense did put it together. Ben had a nice day. His receiver, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, they did well. You had some flashes of brilliance from Juju Smith-Schuster and Eric Ebron as well. The running game behind James Conner got a little bit better. It's still not where they want it to be, but this was still a complete game win. And when you look at the defensive side of the ball, they had sacks galore. P.J. Watt was involved in the action, but you also had some great action from Fidarius Terrell Edmonds. Yes, two interceptions from Terrell. So this team cruised, and they were getting ready to go ahead and play on a short week against the Ravens. Now it is a long week, Gordy. And we will talk about this upcoming game. As I said, tentatively because of the COVID against the Ravens Tuesday night. Go. Yeah, so, you know, the Ravens uh, kicked it all off last week with having a few players test positive. Then the game was moved on Wednesday. On Thursday night, what would have been right before the start of the game, we found out that Lamar Jackson tested positive. Then this game was indeed moved to Sunday and now Tuesday. Now, coming up on Saturday, you saw that, excuse me, on Friday, you saw that three Pittsburgh Steelers tested positive for COVID. That was Isaiah Fugg, Gerald Hawkins, and Stephon Tuitz and his seven sacks. He's having a magnificent season so far, which the Steelers are now bracing for the possibility of more positive tests. So while everything is possibly starting to subside with the Ravens. It might just be starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, this is a world pandemic. The U.S. is getting hit really hard with it. It happens in waves. 
it hit Baltimore first, and now you're seeing it start to possibly happen in Pittsburgh. Can this game be played on Tuesday? Possibly. Will it be? We don't know. That will, We won't know until they kick the ball off on Tuesday, Gordy. Certainly, everyone was concerned on the Ravens' behalf. They may be depleted. We know that Robert Griffin III is their QB, but certainly it sounds like Pittsburgh could be depleted also. Yes, they can. I mean, they just lost uh, two guys on the defensive line. They lost a very important uh, backup offensive lineman that comes in as their tight end eligible, Gerald Hawkins, on many plays. Uh, That's what he does. So you'll hear number 65 is eligible, a lot like we heard number 72 being eligible last year when Zach Banner played that role. So these guys are very important. You know, with contact tracing, it becomes a dangerous proposition because you would think, and you saw this with the Ravens, it hit the offensive line, it hit the running back room. You know, that could possibly happen with the Steelers as well, and if that happens along the defensive line, then Gus Edwards has a lot of room to run um, where it looked like the running backs would be a liability if this game was played. So, you know, there are so many factors where a lot of people thought Pittsburgh was definitely going to have the advantage. Now they don't because if more cases come in, they can be depleted as well. We're going to wait and watch because certainly you can express your opinion, and you did a job doing that initially, and that was certainly it's now affecting Pittsburgh. We possibly will certainly have other teams affected also. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we've heard uh, some cases in Cleveland, not a lot, but uh, one or two here and there, um, elsewhere in the league. So it's, I mean, it is starting to rear its head, and I have a feeling that uh, most teams in the National Football League are going to be affected in the next month, which means don't expect the playoffs to start on time. Don't expect there to be uh, um, the game that you are planning for two days in advance. Don't expect them always be being played. So your head's going to be on a swivel coming up for whatever NFL team you root for, and it's going to be a situation where we just don't know until this is completely nipped in the bud, and uh, that might take a while. Let's look briefly at some key games being played today, and that will be Kansas City at Tampa Bay. What do you think? Fantastic ball game. Look, Tampa Bay has had a rough time the last couple of weeks. They lost in overtime last week to the Los Angeles Rams. Tom Brady threw an interception. But just when you think that this team is dead, Tom Brady will revive himself. And this is good news for Steeler fans. You know, it's tough for Steeler fans to root for Tom Brady or Antonio Brown. And now you're going to have to this weekend. You really need that Kansas City to lose, and you really need them to help you out. So uh, put on your pewter and uh, burgundy or whatever color, that red and pewter, uh, whatever it is they wear, and root for that team. But this is going to be a great game. You're going to see a lot of offense in this game. But the one thing that might be a problem for Kansas City is Tampa Bay has a very tough defense. In fact, it's very hard to run on them. They are number one against the run in the league. Tampa Bay went up against a tough Los Angeles Rams defense last week, and they're very good against the run, and that completely shut them down. So when you have a good team against the run, that could really hinder your chances. 
So Kansas City might suffer a loss in this one, but with Pat Mahomes, we saw it last week, against the Las Vegas Raiders, even if he has 45 seconds on the clock, he has a chance to tie it up or win the game, and that's exactly what he can do. He is right now the most magical quarterback in the NFL. Tennessee, Indy. Another great game, you know, another great defense against a good running team. So the Colts have a very good defense, but Derrick Henry runs the ball very well, and you saw what happened last week against another very good running defense in the Baltimore Ravens. When King Henry got going, he was really tough to stop. I have a hard time calling this game, but i got to tell you, the winner of this game is probably probably going to win that division, but the loser of this game is still going to be a top wild card. Sunday night, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers. This is the season essentially for the Bears. Yeah, i got to tell you, the Bears started off, what, 4-1, and 5-1. They were really hot, and then they just really started to cool out as uh, as we got deeper and deeper into fall. i got to tell you, the... Anytime these teams play, they've been playing each other over 100 years. It is going to be a black and blue game. A lot of, uh, a lot like when you see the Steelers play the Ravens, that's exactly what you get with the Bears and Packers. The Packers still have a lot to prove with that big loss to Indianapolis uh, not too long ago. And you got to think that the Packers are really going to try to uh, you know, clinch the division and knock out the Bears in this game, but the Bears are not going to go down easy, Gordy. Chicago going with Trubinsky. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, the Nick Foles experience is now over. Um, we've seen Nick Foles come in in the past as one of the best backups in league history, but when he's a starter, he's not the magic that, uh, that he is as a backup. Brian Davis, thank you very much for joining me. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you so much, Gordy. I appreciate it, my friend.